on this episode of menstruction just real quick to push back on that because i think worth acknowledging here i think all of us have kind of acknowledged it a little bit so far we're a privileged few okay Bless. And I, it's I, a privilege. We're blessed man it's a blessing well well yes we, we are definitely blessed i agree but i mean if we're going to be technical we are a privileged few in that we have each other right, right. and we also have certain support systems that have given us the ability to have a certain degree of security within ourselves right but the types of men that i'm talking that we're talking about right now and that appeal to this kind of this kind of rhetoric which is a lot yeah they don't have that right It was a brick by brick and a stone by stone. It wasn't done. A Spirit is the. Welcome, 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 welcome. You are listening to Menstruction. Greetings and salutations, my beautiful souls and spirits. It is your friendly neighborhood Aquaman. And you are listening to Menstruction, the place where we provide you the beneficial bricks to fortify the structure that is you incorporated. That's how you do it. Man, go ahead and tell them who you are, my beautiful, awesome, amazing, handsome host of today. <clears throat> I got a door, no locks. I got a car with no blocks. I'm cold, you're hot. I am. Monster disease, king of the south side, prince of the north side. I'm worldwide. I'm here with the soul brother of the West. I can't attest. He does the very best in everyday things. Waladi Ali, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, get around for Waladi Ali. And we had, we had, we have a very special guest. We've been we've been gone for 72 months. When we came back with a special guest. He's a doctor, a lawyer. A mm. private, a captain, commander, mm. a musician. Mm. Shoot, man. He probably everything. Okay? We talking stone cold. Man came back from Paris Island. Woo. The one. The only. The creator. Days <gasps> back, my What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? Oh, shit. It's crazy to be on the other side. Can I be honest? <laughs> you know, um, being a guest on another platform is an amazing thing. Um, of course, I guess it's my platform. Am I technically a guest? I don't know. Like when Bill Gates walks into uh, Microsoft HQ, do, does he get guest treatment or is that his shit? I don't know. These are the questions. But listen i'm back hey and and thank you um for the grandiose introduction um as well as uh everything that you all have done in my absence um it has been a a wonderful wonderful thing how have the two of you been i'm good bro you know what i'm saying just uh just going on a journey of life man wherever god takes me you know what I'm saying? Just make sure the devil doesn't shake me. You know how it goes. Pretty much it. Mm, mm. 
I like it. Yeah, yeah, no, honestly, I'll second that, you know what I mean, because I, I definitely do be in contact with Monster a lot, you know what I mean, and we definitely have been sharing the same path, same trials, and all that type of stuff, bro, just uh, different shoes that we walk in, so enjoying the weather out here in Colorado, man, uh, that Canada smoke has definitely been blowing over here, mm. but today it's a beautiful day, man, I can actually, I was telling my dad, I can see 30 feet in front of me now, so that's very nice, so everything's looking up. Okay, okay, that's gorgeous, that's gorgeous um so man hey listen this the big boy finale i gotta come in kind of grandiose one time so let's let's get active for a second yo um hey, so run that yo, back you know hey, you know you know one for the cats out chasing they dreams yeah two for the shawties put your hands where i can see them yeah one for the cats out chasing they dreams yeah two for the shawties put your hands where i can see them now resurrected brother check ain't no need to rush a check once you die too many times ain't no surprise to sudden death just a cut of butter rest love will mess another set kept the cool at the break of shawty thought i had another check man I feel like I want to do my intro and be like, you know, it's Black Velvet, listen to men's structure, but y'all did that already. So you know what? Let's move forward because we got so many wonderful things to go over today. But a wicked, 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 hold up. Wait a minute. We got another twist. We have another, we have another guest, guest in the in house. house. That's right. That's right. My beautiful souls and spirits. We have a new builder to introduce into the building, building space. space. Yes, sir. Here to build with us, brick by brick, stone by stone. We have the one, the only, the magical, the mystical, C to the 3D in the building. Talk to the people. C3D. Yeah, I love this, bro. <laughs> How y'all doing, man? Man, better and you showed up, my brother. Man. Good. I'm glad to be here, bro. Thank y'all for allowing me to be on your platform. Of course. Hey, man, it's, it's been, truthfully, it's been long overdue. You know, it's it's it should have been a thing before, but, you know, um, I respect the fact that, you know, you are a celebrity in your own right. And so, you know, you have so many things going on in a given 24 hour cycle. So I, I, I get it. I That's get all it. of us, I man. Understand. That's all of us. Yeah. I get it. Well, hey, um, are you, first of all, welcome, Seth. Glad Thank that you. you're here. Welcome to the Menstruction Platform. These two already know how it goes. They've been holding it down. So I don't even need to give them the rundown. So we got, we got some hotness. We gotta talk about. Let's get it. Let's get it. I love it. I love it. So, as has been the case from the inception of this platform, uh, one of the major things has been to make sure that we discuss openly and productively all of the things, all of the major issues and concerns that are affecting and conflicting young men of today. And there are so many things. And I, I, I think a better way to sum it up as I've had time to really think on it has been uh, the anti-manosphere, right? You know, Fairly Odd Parents, they had uh, the Crimson Chin and the Nega Chin, 
you know, well, you have the menstruation is the negation, okay, to the manosphere, right, and to the red pillars and all that, because while what what is boldly, obviously apparent to me in every single instance is that men of our cohort are simply looking for guidance, right? They're looking for answers to the questions. They're looking for purpose. They're looking for understanding. And that's why they run to that space, right? But what comes with that is a lot of disingenuous nature. And there's a lot of negativity and there's a lot of hatred and there's even some touches of misogyny right so all of those things are actually serving against what we're supposed to be redefining for ourselves what we're supposed to be so that's how we find ourselves in the place that we are now that's how we find ourselves here on this platform today so one of the overall issues rather that the manosphere tries to acknowledge um and i think is an overarching issue is man dudes are just lonely if we if we're just gonna keep it a, a bean that dudes are lonely okay people are sitting at home or sitting in their spaces and they're like yo i'm i'm desperate for anything okay give me a sip i'm thirsty Right. And so that's that's where they're finding themselves at right now. OK, now. I don't know if you guys seen this, and I think this was a very, very big thing that came out, but the Surgeon General uh, of the United States actually came out with a, uh, a Surgeon General's advisory. OK, um, and the Surgeon General's advisory uh, is it's a public statement that calls for the American people's attention. Uh, to basically acknowledge a public health issue, okay? Um, and the Surgeon General, uh, Dr. Vivek Murthy, I hope I said his name correctly, um, he actually put out a health advisory, uh, I believe it was earlier this month. And uh, just for any of you that aren't aware, the Surgeon General is the top doctor of the nation, right? So he has access to the most effective and most up-to-date scientific health information okay um now in the health advisory uh one of the major things that was stated uh this is a quote uh the definition of loneliness which is uh, a subjective internal state uh it's the distressing experience that results from perceived isolation or unmet need between an individual's preferred and actual experience now I wanted to start here because, first of all, I thought it was very big that it was even acknowledged um, on a, a very official level uh, for the American public. But beyond that, uh, I also thought it was worth acknowledging that this is an issue that has been going on for some time and that has been tracked and that also affects a greater population. Now, I'm, I'm focusing on it because seeing that this is a greater societal issue kind of shows why it focuses more so or why it gets more concentrated in the younger generations, right? Because for the oldest of us, we're just now becoming young adults. And so this is kind of what the standards have been. Um, so get, talk to me. What are, what are your thoughts? How do you feel about that so far? 
Well, I mean, I definitely say that um, being in the mental health space, working with my father's nonprofit for about a year now, I've heard him reference on multiple occasions that in 2020 or perhaps 2021, there was a public health crisis as far as, um, they don't quote me on this, um, it might have been depression slash suicide rates, you know, and yes. being in this space, there's definitely a lot of repression as far as emotions go. And that repression leads to that loneliness or perceived understanding of nobody understands me. Nobody knows what I'm going through. Nobody cares what I'm going mm. through. Therefore, right. I'm going to remain in isolation or in the crisis of crisis, take my life. Right. Mm. So I can indefinitely say that I'm not updated with what that what the statistics are looking like as of today in 2023. But I do know that from personal experiences or professional experiences with people, specifically men, mm. there is definitely an internal crisis going on. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So that's just my experience with it though, so far. And uh, just quickly to acknowledge a point you made as well, uh, suicide rates definitely have been on a rise in general, um, but the suicide rates for men exclusively um, and not just it, it, in the time frame that COVID was affecting us, obviously there was an increase, but just over a general trend of the last 10 years or so, uh, that rate has increased by roughly 60 to 70%. I was going to say, man, so we can acknowledge that that is an issue, man. What, cause I, I'm definitely a solution based type of dude, man. I, you know, I don't. Unless I'm in a space where somebody needs me to just listen to listen, man, I'm usually in solve mode or solution mode. So with all of this in mind, what would we think are solutions or perhaps things that would, you know, bring us out of this, right? Is that something we want to talk about or did you have something else along those lines? No, I, I love that question. And I'm actually going to piggyback on your question. Um and, and uh, pose this question to uh, the other two gentlemen as well. So I think to just to go to your question, I think solving this is a little complicated because there are several different factors that go into it. Um, there are environmental factors, there are social factors, there are political factors, so on and so forth. So I think there are a lot of things that go into it. Um, and reading through the uh, Surgeon General's advisory, which I do recommend you give a read, um, if you haven't, um, it has a lot of data points there um, about possible things that go into it. But my question being to you all, what do you think, or rather how do you think this overall, we can really call it an epidemic, with mm -hmm. this loneliness epidemic, how has it affected specifically our cohort of young men? thus far how do you think that's affected us directly you're asking about the effects of the pandemic and loneliness on young men when you say our cohort i'm assuming you mean like just our age range right of course of course pandemic i mean bro we were all stuck at home for a year you know most of that time without a vaccine so a lot of people were figuring things out and lonely is an interesting word right because it's mm -hmm. on an individual some of us are introverts. You don't be out like that anyways, right? Hey. Okay, if everybody is at home, yeah, you know, you got professors. This is our junior year. Professors are 
teaching virtually. You don't got to have your cameras on. So you're playing the Xbox, bro. And you got the headset on too. You're talking to the bros. So I, I don't know as far as how the pandemic has affected people being lonely because you got different individuals. Some folks have to be social. Some folks got to be at the club. Some folks got to be out with their friends, you know, every week doing whatever. Right. Some of us don't though. So it's, it's different for different people. Good point. For sure. Uh, yeah, good point, Shed. I, I mean, when it comes to, well, I and I, we talk about this a lot because, um, you know, I don't, I don't do too much and I don't have any inkling to do anything either. I was like, anybody I really want to talk to is a phone call away and I see them anyway. So I don't really want to go out my way to do things. But in the pandemic and working and having a routine, it's very dangerous to not go out. Like, it's, it, you can easily be isolated. And that's how, mm-hmm. like, the, the incel thing comes about. And that's how, like, these people study shooting and they have violence. Because if you're just sitting in your thoughts, you just go to work, and that's the only outlet you have, and you come right. and you play PlayStation, or you just on something for seven hours, just consuming right. content that's, like, hatred and stuff like that. Like, I'm off everything now. Because I'm like, I, I was doing too much. I was consuming too much. I said, I, this, is, this can be dangerous. If I didn't understand what I was consuming, I'm like, oh, I'm understanding how these people are being created. Like, it's right. so dangerous when you just consume rhetoric, then you talk to no one else mm. that has a different opinion, and then you just are like, mm. and then the first time you get rejected or something doesn't go your way, ah, you know, you become a supervillain because you don't have that access to humanity. Um, and loneliness is described by yourself. Like, because, um, you know, I realized I could be with people and be lonely. Like, I didn't understand what loneliness meant. I didn't understand the problems I had. So everybody needs to understand what loneliness is to you. You need to understand what problems you have and understand how to solve it. Now I know a PS5 is great. I talk to the homies here and there. I do this here and there. I'm fine. I don't need to do that stuff. But if you need to go out, then go out. If you don't need to go out, do other things. But you have to understand who you are. You have to understand what is your preferred thing and what's your actual thing, like you said, in definition. And then you have to understand where that clash is. And I understand where that clash is. I'm dealing with that all the time. But if you want to acknowledge your problem, that's when it gets dangerous. Because if you're just in consumer, 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 and you don't know what you're doing, that's when problems arise. That's when people start committing violent acts. They start getting hatred and stuff like that. And also, this whole loneliness thing, this whole uh, relatable thing is exploitation. Um, Because, I mean, any popular thing is some form of exploitation, right? Who's exploiting your hunger? You have to pay Mm -hmm. for water. It's exploiting your thirst. Right, so most businesses are exploitation, good or bad. So what a lot of this YouTube stuff is, entertainment, they're exploiting people's loneliness or exploiting people's alienation and profiting off of that. With the Absolutely. five ways to do this or five things to do this or six ways to do that, and the thumbnails right. are all crazy, right? right? Six million views. Because people are like, oh, well, it's relatable. Like, most of them folks don't know what they're talking about. They don't care about you, or they know that they can exploit you. Right. Um, so people need to recognize what is and what isn't, mm-hmm. and then go from there. But they also need to start having good friends. Because a lot of folks don't have good friends. Like we're lucky to have each other and we feed off each other and we're all humble. Like any of us could be like, well I did this. I'm the most important person in the room. We wouldn't do that. <laughs> but everybody <laughs> right. has friends for real. Right. And that's unfortunate because right. friends check you. Cause they, cause they walk in there like, yeah, I gotta deal with Pepsi. 
<laughs> I don't know if I need you guys anymore. I don't know, man. I think I think Cedric did walk in here with that tight hoodie on purpose, bro. Honestly, man, uh, he busting out that thing, bro. Oh, we we joining, we joining. <laughs> No, no, wait. Hold on, hold on. Before, all right. Before y'all get it started, I all I just want to say, and um, Lottie, I think you were in that conversation, maybe, but I do recall a time where said you came through on it was a it was a a, a business call we were doing, and. <laughs> He came in. Remember, he had on he had on a tank top with the arms out, and he he was pumping like forties or fifties. <laughs> you remember that? And he came he came in and we was, and he knew he was on call and he was in the call and he was like, yeah yeah. He was like, yeah, bros, that's cool. Yeah yeah, I got y'all. And I was like, all right, word. So I'm I'm just saying, nothing to be ashamed of. I mean, you got it. You put the work in. You did, but yeah, come on. You know. <laughs> if we let's go make it out the way. Let's, let's go. <laughs> no, that's just a fact. That's just a fact. No, no, no. That, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm no, just saying. I'm just saying. Good, 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 bro. Um, as far as the weights go, though, though, was that during the pandemic as well? That was like during our junior year. Uh, it it, it might have been. It was. That was probably like a year ago, maybe. Man, yeah. Look, you gotta get it, get in where you fit in with it, bro. It's like shoot throughout the day. I'm knowing. Look. but let's say but that actually relates to our conversation though you feel me because cedric found his way of transmuting his energy right Right. so like on monster's point of you're just in this mode of consumption you're not making any time to create right and this goes beyond being a creative of art or music or anything such as that but a way to express yourself you know what i'm saying if you like like cedric you know you work out right perhaps you journal a little bit you know take a walk there's that point of you know consumption where your bucket is full now it's time to start pouring in different places in your life you got everything that you need you don't read every damn book but what do you actually you know even if you're not <laughs> having other people to talk to you know you're tired of talking to your mom tired of talking to your dad tired of talking to your girl right what else are you doing so just using said as a very positive example, all of us here work out indefinitely, but specifically Cedric, since we're talking about him, he found what works for him because we didn't right. catch him at a 24 hour fitness or planet fitness. Now he was in the crib doing his thing. Absolutely. You feel Absolutely. me? So, so he made that his practice. And then similar to what me and Monza talked about when we brought on Alexis for the menstruation podcast, right? Got to have a practice, got to have a routine, bro. You're going to go crazy. Right. right. Absolutely. 100%. Um, and I and I think and, and what you said too, and we're gonna get to that in a little bit. Uh, you said you know being able, you get tired of of going to some of the same people. Um, one of the people you mentioned was going to your girl. In a lot of cases, I feel like part of that is men of our cohort don't have a young lady to go talk to, right? For again, a, a myriad of of different reasons. Um, which we are going to get into, but that's, you know, you, in a lot of cases, it's like, there are a lot of us that wish we had that opportunity, right. To just have that somebody to go and confide in, in that way. Right. Because that, that makes a difference. 
Um, but then that, that leads me to our next question too. So I, and I, I was having this conversation with uh, my grandmother uh, not too long ago. And I was, we were talking about this cause she's tapped in, like I'm tapped into these kinds of things. So we were actually talking about this surgeon general health advisor. And what the question I posed to her, because she, you know, of course had her own views on it. Um, I was like, do you feel, do you think that it's a, or, or there's a different, do you think there's a differentiation between social isolate, social isolation, um, and, or a lack of social connection. And then the other side of that being not having quality relationships, right? Meaning that I think there are a lot of people, a lot of us that have we have like like Monta was saying earlier, you do have people that you socialize with, especially if you have like a job that requires you to leave home. You know, you have people that you see, you go out, go to store, whatever. Right. If you go to the gym, like most of us do here, like you, you socialize. But there's a difference between that social connection and then having valuable social relationships. Right. Because that makes a difference. Um, and uh, to quote the advisory again. That it stated that there are three portions, three components to social connection, structure, function, and quality, right? Structure being kind of self-explanatory. It's, you know, the how many relationships you have and how they're built, you know, if that's familial, if that's friends, uh, romantic, so on and so forth. Function being how much, how much of an impact do those connections have in your life? Uh, and then quality being, you know, are those actual helpful connections or are they negative connections, right? Like someone could have a connection with someone, uh, like let's say a parent, but they're an abusive parent. Now that's still a very crucial social connection for that individual, but it's a negative one. It's one that's that's not serving for them, right? So with structure, function, and quality being crucial components of social connection, um, what do you guys think? Do you think that there is a, a deviation between social isolation and a lack of quality relationships? Or do you think those are all one and the same when it comes to facing loneliness? If I may go first. Yeah, of course. Right, of right, course. Right. Everyone else is um, <laughs> I'm dead. Um, a couple of things, uh, and I'll try to be brief. Um, for me, and quality has been the hardest. For me, is trying to find quality has been the hardest thing and kind of differentiating um, what quality is in my eyes, what quality is in reality. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people are struggling with quality and they're trying to find structure so bad, they'll take whatever. They'll take six wings for $13.50. And they'll be like, oh, well, I got six wings. It's like, but you, but you got charged Lord. Thirteen fifty. Thirteen fifty. Are, are they, they are they stock. gold flake? Do they put the gold flake on no. the top? <laughs> they just regular wings in a carton, and it's like, what is this? And then they complain, oh, I was I had the wings for five years, and now they're all gone. Yeah, dog, you got them from Argit, not Target, Argit in the back <laughs> lot. Of course they ain't last you. You know what I'm saying? Of course they ain't last you. Like you know what I'm saying? And I also feel like. There's a problem with reliance. I've had that problem too, where you rely on something or someone to fill your emptiness. 
Because if you come mm. to someone empty, they will not fill you. Done. Come to something empty, it will not fill you. Mm. And so you're relying on something, you're depending on something outside of yourself. That's when people ruin themselves, right? The first, that's why you got to really go out. Because if someone says hi to you and you lose your mind, it's like you, you need to start talking to more people. Because people confuse niceness. That's how the Joker uh, got messed up. When he started hallucinating that Zazie Beats was liking him, and then we realized that <laughs> in the movie, it was like, nah, bro. Hey, hey weird, don't, bro. Spoil, don't spoil the movie. Some people ain't seen that don't yet. Don't spoil the four-year-old oh, yeah, three, movie. Three, about to say, yeah. Some, some <laughs> people haven't seen that yet. Some people haven't seen the four-year-old movie. Yeah, I Everyone know it's four joking. years old. Some people hasn't haven't seen that nah, yet. Hey, bro, hey some people have to take a L. I already told you about Chase, bro. You know what I mean, man? I, no, 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 I wasn't. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. I yeah. wasn't talking about me. I've seen it. It was a great film. But I know people that have not. Because I made the mistake. I made no. I'm so serious. (laughs) I made the mistake. I started chatting about it, and then Uh, somebody was like, "Man, come on!" I was like, "Damn!" Hey, bro. Hey, listen. They're really not gonna like our what? What? Boys in the hood. Menstruation episode or Scarface episode. They're really not gonna like those. They'll be okay. (laughs) If they missed it, they weren't gonna watch it anyways. It's fine. That's true. Um. Well, yeah. So I feel like out of all those things, it's really that quality. And that quality is going to maintain those other two things, in my opinion, in my experience. Because um, quality is going to be like what's your structure, and quality is going to be what your function. Some folks is good from six feet. Some folks is better seven, seven inches apart. But you got to figure that out. I know everybody who I know where everybody's supposed to be. Right. Because if you don't know people are supposed to be, all you have is fake friends. Hmm. Friends are representations of oneself. Mm-hmm. So if all your friends are fake, then you might want to figure something out. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely feel like that's true. But the quality is what people struggle with. Because everybody doesn't have the fortitude to stand on their own two feet and chill out. We all could just chill out by ourselves and actually be patient. And that's something I had to work with. A lot of people was like, you know, this promise is the thing. Brothers did not listen. Do not call on to your spell sister. I come back from dropping my soul sister off. Oh, he girls ain't nothing. Like, bro, already it's been hot. <laughs> like, like, bros don't listen. Like, it's like, bro, like, be patient. Everybody's not an opportunity. Some people are friends. Some people are, you just go on out your life. But I feel like people are just trying to cling on to that primitive nature of I need somebody. But they don't know the also primitive nature of wait. One thing I'll definitely say that um, Monsa and Cedric have touched on is that you got to know yourself. You got to know yourself, man. Know what lonely means to you, right? Know what your practice is going to be. Know what your routine is, man. Know how far you need to keep people away. Like you said, some people for you monsters, six feet, seven feet, some people three feet, bro. You know, you have designated people based on who you are as a person and what you know that you need and want from a relationship. So, yeah, no, knowing yourself, that's um, I think that is a contributor. I don't know how big of a contributor it is to what we're talking about. Um, as far as like uh, uh, loneliness in right. men specifically in general, but, you know, for menstruation men, right. And, and just not knowing yourself and then having to go to these cats or these influences, bro, that are like, I'll tell you who you are. You feel me? I'll tell you who you are. Since you don't know who you are, I'll tell you who you are. And then cats are confused. You feel me? Right. Said you got something for them. Yeah. Uh, based on what Chase had asked, correct me if I'm wrong, Chase, you were asking, like the difference between whether individuals are lonely or quality friendships. What was that? Spe- you, you had it. So, yeah, yeah. So uh, essentially, 
Um, in regards to the loneliness epidemic, my question was, do you feel that there is a deviation between lack of quality relationships and social behavior? So you socialize, but you don't have those connections. Or are those one in the same of the same issue? Because what, what I was saying was my argument is I think those are two separate factors that are part of the problem. The I think that there's in the, in the yeah, that, that that there are that there's a lack of quality relationships and yeah. also that there are people who do socialize and but they don't have that from the Surgeon General's advisory, the three components of a social connection being structure, quality, and function, right? So I was saying, I think both of those things are factors. Okay, bet, bet, bet. My fault, I was checking this. Uh, <laughs> it was something that popped up. Yeah, um, well, what I would say, bro, and even based off of what Mindset said as well, about, man, you don't go on the Spelman system. Like, you're not supposed to do that. Right, of course, you gotta, you gotta have certain relationships in your life where you know, all right, man, this woman here, we could have real life conversations. And I got plenty of sisters, whether it's you know, religiously, my sisters in Christ, people that I can go to. I got you know, y'all as my brothers as well, to where I know if I'm going through something, man, I'm gonna just call you, right? And I feel like I have those quality relationships, and it depends on people, not everybody socializes the same. Not everybody is good at you know speaking with people. Some folks may talk to another individual and they're worried about that other individual's perception of them the whole time. Mm. So it's not a universal solution to, man, maybe we just teach you how to socialize. You know, one thing Spellman taught me, a word you're gonna always hear them use is intersectionality. I don't know if that's- <laughs> Oh <laughs> man. Sometimes, yeah. Oh. How, people were, how people were brought up, you know, yeah. uh, alludes to, things that they do and how they react to certain situations. But to so the original thing of, uh, of, of loneliness and quality relationships, people don't always have the most quality relationships, but not everybody right. is good at being people persons. And mm -hmm. I don't know if there's a solution to that rather than other than being around people that are good with other individuals, you know, taking notes and, and learning from that. Because something right. Monster also said earlier was, um, and the correct term, now that I think about it, is confirmation bias. This was one of my favorite things I learned in philosophy. Mm -hmm. What you saw happen over the pandemic with relationships or loneliness, et cetera, everybody's on YouTube. You know, you go to the ad, are you lonely? Are you feeling this way? Well, right. I got something to say for you. Everybody has, uh, has the podcast, bro, where they talk about a certain topic with relationships, mm -hmm. and they know people are going to agree. And it's, it's doggone near pimping, bro. Like, I see it like that, and I just think, that's genius, but that's foul. Like, I know what you're doing. Because what's Absolutely. going to happen? Folks are going to go in the comments. And forgive me for being long-winded, but folks are going to go in the comments, say everything they got to say. I agree. I know, right? Shh, whatever. And now you got, what's going on? Passport bros. Woo! You be on the lookout yeah. next season, because I got an episode for them. I got an episode for them passport. Yeah, but man, <laughs> man, okay, cool. We there, we there now. Um, like yeah, I look on TikTok and I'm tired, bro. Like I'm sick and tired of seeing everything be about relationships. Like show me something about some money, bro. I, I'm glad when I see. All right, I'm on TikTok. I'm looking at relationships. You know, folks talking about 
high value, what you bring to the table, 50-50, A, B, and C. Mm. I'm glad when I'm able to see my brother with a lot of these stuff pop up, it's like, all right, finally, man, somebody mm. else, some cool stuff that's going on. But we live in a confirmation bias generation, and folks have figured out how to pimp it economically for themselves. I ain't mad at them, but it's like, God, dog. Like, man, can I see something about some travel? Like, I started, you know how you can save stuff on Instagram, right? Yeah. Just to change the algorithm, bro, I'm saving folks baking desserts and stuff just to see something different, right? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it switched my algorithm, which I'm, I'm proud of. But uh, I'm also fasting from sweets right now, a little bit, somewhat. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm not a sure. but I, I answered that question somewhere in there, brother. Yeah, no, no. I and everything you acknowledged right there is those are all relevant factors, right? Those all those all are things that go into how the perception is changed. Um, yeah. and so that's actually a good segue into our next topic. So with that, a lot of what happens is the issues of us the issues of specifically dealing with romantic relationships the issues of not being able to sustain yourself in a social context right not being able to interact properly with the opposite sex not being able to rely on yourself right and how these things are being defined has been shifted right and a lot of these things a lot of the people and that movement that have been taking over in the manosphere, as you all have rightly pointed out, have been doing so in a very exploitative sense, where they are well aware of these issues. And how do they present themselves? They present themselves as these messiahs, right? They present themselves as martyrs. They're changing the game. They're changing the world of how men's rights are working, right? They're changing the whole perspective, right? And then you get into all the matrix references, you know, the, the red pill, which I absolutely cannot stand because it is such a ridiculous thing to say that it's always, I don't know why everyone has to be on drugs now. Now we got to take the pill to be woke. Listen, woke, being woke, just real quick, because I, I know a lot of people in our cohort just don't like to look into things. Being woke, first of all, something that came out, if we're going to talk about specifically in the manispherical sense came out of the men's liberation movement, which was a direct offshoot from the feminism movement from the 60s and 70s, okay? Specifically, if we're going to talk about for Black men at that, it was, that's where the term came from, right? Where it was, you have to be awakened to what's going on. What are the things that are defining us as men? And specifically, because I know motherfuckers now think they created this red pill shit, the manosphere shit. Y'all not original, okay? That started in the 60s and 70s with the men's lib movement. And guess what they were fighting against then? The stereotypes of men. Was the same- people? And Well, that was a part, there's a racial component for sure. But- in in for all men because it was a progressive movement so for all men of all ethnicities it was fighting against the stereotypical gender roles that already existed and trying to redefine what is being a man what is masculinity how can we present that now somewhere down the line without going into a whole history lesson probably dedicated episode to that itself but somewhere down the line, it became almost like a counterculture where it flipped 
it was originally progressive and it kind of went hand in hand with the feminism movement and then it flipped and it turned into well no women are actually the problem as we see that women are making their rise and we see that women are getting their liberation they're getting more rights right they're getting more opportunities now this situation is flipping so it's them right and so then the current thought leaders in the manosphere using things like the red pill saying that that's knowing the reality which is that there's a system that goes against us fake or being black pilled meaning that what you know to be true is just true and you can't change it which to me is just defeatist mindset so that's not original did not come up with that that's something that's been around for some time but with that context I want to show you guys a clip um to push off our, our next point of conversation now the, the, this clip is of one of the many uh considered thought leaders specifically on the conservative side um of the manosphere uh our, our dear old friend Stephen Crowder uh let me see if I can pull <laughs> this up for you oh shoot that's crazy for for context for the clip this is um footage that was leaked I believe through uh his divorce proceedings with his wife um and what I I want you all to pay attention to is um how he speaks to his wife at the time they weren't divorced they were still uh married at this time um and also just the the things that he's saying what he's saying and how he's talking and and then keep in mind this is someone who's considered a a a, a a thought leader, one of the leaders of the Manosphere movement. Feeling some constraints? Steven. Like, I can't Steven. go. I, listen to me. Listen to me. You want to walk out right now? Listen to me. I can't go to the gym. I can't go to my parents. I can't call my friends. I can't go. I can't be home. You're going to take the car and leave me here. Hillary, just think of how boxed in you've made me. What do you need me to pick up? I'll get it. I'll be back when I'm back. No, that doesn't work either. I 
I love you. I'm committed to you. Are you committed enough to do those things? I'm, I'm not. I'm not committed. Are you committed enough to do those things? That. You're not committed to anything. You're not committed to anything. You just said I love you. I'm committed to that. Walk the dog. All right. So, uh, just for context, at the end uh, there, where he was um, telling her to put on some gloves, uh, what he was requesting of her was to put on gloves to give their dogs medicine, um, because the medicine in question was uh, suspected to be toxic to pregnant women, right? So he was telling her, put on some gloves. Uh, essentially, what he was saying to her is, you know, put on some gloves and go give the goddamn dogs their medicine, okay? I don't care that you're pregnant. Go ahead and handle that. Um, so. First, first off, um, just thoughts on that clip in general. I definitely say from a clip perspective, man, I don't really have, I mean, I can make immediate opinions or immediate judgments based off what I seen, but you know, just the full context of their marriage, their relationship, man, I can't really have an opinion on it. I wasn't really banging with the way he was talking to her, but at the same time, bro, I'm, I'm a bit detached because again, I don't know the full scope of it. Besides what you had given me, yeah, that's all I gotta say. I'll tell you too, bro. I don't like getting into people's relationships at all. And I know you said that he's a um, a leader. I've never in my life seen him, right? But if we want to, with you saying that he's deemed as a leader, something that I recognize where folks can be held accountable as consumers is people always look for something to idolize. You know, I'm, I'm a Christian. I read the Bible, and I, I learned that in like. Uh, what was that story? I think it was like First Samuel, before they had the first king in, in Israel, biblically. So like, folks always look for something to idolize, and, and yeah, that's that. But as far as this relationship, I don't know him. I don't know their marriage. I don't even like hearing about other people's relationships. But yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously the way he was talking to her was ridiculously rude. Um, I've never heard of him at all. And I, and I was, you know, mutation, how we talked about it. I was researching this space for a number of times and I know a bunch of names, never heard of him. Um, but also goes to show that um, you will always get caught slipping because I don't know who he was on YouTube, but he got caught by his own camera, right? Or so like, this is why you gotta, you gotta really treat everybody with kindness and you have to be who you are on and off, whatever you do, because look at you now. And I don't know how it's going to affect him. He probably won't affect you. But, like, imagine if he was, like, a, like some kind of figure that was, like, really nice and charitable. And then we see that. It's like, you know, go down the drain. So I definitely I definitely feel like, you know, you never talk to people like that, regardless of what happens. You know, my grandfather says, you whistle and you walk away. And you just keep on moving. Um, but uh, but yeah, when I'm like, that's another thing is like everybody got leaked footage, man. It's like you need to treat people better at all times. You know, never get comfortable in treating people badly. It will catch up to you. Right. What you always say, Monza? You said people be thinking that you're. Uh... <laughs> Dude, he was where I'm paranoid. Till it, it looks stupid. He be like, Monza, I ain't saying nothing. Uh -huh. I ain't saying nothing, boy. Stop playing. 
That's yeah. proof. I see. So Chase, when you said conservative, you meant he's actually a writer for Fox News. So that's what that is. The reason that I, I bring this up and the reason that I show that to you all is um, so in, in case you're unfamiliar, I'm not going to give his whole abstract because, again, we all have access to the Internet. But um, Stephen Crowder uh, is uh, a, a conservative um, pundit. And he uh, has amassed his own audience. He has over a milli on his YouTube channel. Um, he has some other ventures and other businesses where his thing is, you know, traditional norms, traditional gender roles, uh, reasserting the dominance of man, uh, anti-abortion, anti-trans. Um, and then a, a lot of things that have appealed to a lot of the men searching for guidance within the manospherical space. And he has kind of developed some traction there because of a lot of the things that he has espoused in regards to marriage, in regards to relationships, in regards to um, sex and all of those kinds of things. So um, here, I, I feel that this is relevant for two major reasons. Um, a, because as uh, one of you did rightly point out, I think that was you said that people look for these figureheads and these thought leaders, and he has been accepted as one in those conservative spaces. But the thing about it is, you see him, you, you, we just saw him in real time, okay? That was him. That was the real him. Not the character, not the person that those that are following see and believe, not the one who spouts the talking points that they love to hear and follow, but that's him, right? That's him at his home comfortably with sitting in his chair with his cigar with his ankle propped up on his knee, right? And he was speaking to his wife at the time who, I don't know if you can see in the clip, was pretty pregnant like looking like pretty close to third trimester pregnant and was not only disparaging her and berating her but essentially was telling her look get your big pregnant ass up and go feed them goddamn dogs and handle that business while i sit here and puff on my cigar now someone like that is the same person who has influence in these spaces and who is telling men of our cohort regardless of your political leanings and there i because I, I i believe this is something that has to affect all of us right i'm not gonna get into left right you i don't care about that for me here going over these things it's because it affects all of us men of our cohort are listening to a man like that who treats his now ex-wife like that while she was carrying his child when so you say I think cohort, bro, what, what do you mean? Because I, I probably just need more details. Because when you okay, yeah. yeah. So cohort basically just means uh a, of a similar group type, right? So yeah. when I say cohort, that just means I'm specifically referring to young men of our peer group, right? So specifically Gen Z males, right? That that's that's what it's so when I say cohort, that's what that means. Uh, um so um yeah, that that's that so that's that's the first thing and then the second thing being think about what it means overall for the movement as a whole what it has to do with again 
for men looking for guidance, but also the darker side of that, why they're looking for guidance, because a lot of men feel disillusioned, right? Because a lot of men are confused. They feel displaced. They feel unappreciated. They feel disrespected. And so instead of having a deeper conversation about masculinity, having a deeper conversation about how we can express ourselves differently as men, it comes out as aggression, right? And the way I look at it is instead of expression, we choose aggression. Instead of having the conversation and let's get into, well, some men do this, but some men do this. That doesn't make you any less of a man. It instead becomes, no, a man is to be dominant. A man is to be in charge. A man is to be served. But look what the outcome of that is. That's at the expense of what? Women. That's at the expense of respect between the sexes. That's not something that we should be espousing or pushing forward because that doesn't help us. In, in order to get better, we it has to be coordinated. If women are developing rights, if they're being liberated, we also should be a part of that because it's going to affect us too. We also should be making change because it affects us too. So that makes a difference in that sense. So with that context, my, my question being to you all in, in regards to how the manosphere takes effect and the kinds of things that it aims to target, what do you think, what issues that men of our cohort are dealing with do you think an individual like himself addresses and where he finds some degree of popularity? One, so I, I know I asked you about the cohort and thank you for explaining it. Well, I'd say folks that it, my peer group, individuals that I'm around, nobody knows them. We don't listen to them. Of course. And again, we're not looking for a leader. And that's that's where, you know, when you say a lot of folks are looking for guidance, looking for individuals. Um, I told somebody the other week, I don't got to look up to nobody for inspiration. When I look within and I look around me, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's, you know, you said he talks about gender roles, relationships, whatever. I'll just call a lot of you and say, yo, what do you think about this situation? And I feel like, again, back to something you mentioned way earlier, folks cannot have good friends. If you got folks that spend all day listening to what he says, going on Twitter, writing stuff about it, making whole videos, like they can't have no good friends, man. You cannot have good friends. There's no way. Because as Monsa said, if I was to go on Twitter, and whatever, I forget what you just said, buddy's name was that I was talking to his wife, whatever way. Guys, I think That's he's Steven cool. Crowder. Yeah. If I if I go on there, you know what Steven said and this and this and this, Monster's gonna hit me, bro. What's wrong with you? Get yourself together. And it's like you gotta have solid individuals around you. Like, I'm not looking to nobody for guidance, bro. I look to God more than anything, right? And I could I could say that I have a situation that maybe not everybody is blessed to have, but you know, I have a two-parent household. It took a village to bring me. I have my uncles right. and my cousins. I would be in the barbershop. We're talking about relationships. The way that folks do stuff on TikTok, we'll have precise conversations in the barbershop about it, bro. Mm. It's like, okay. But, okay, yeah. let me, just real quick to push back on that because I think worth acknowledging here, I think all of us have kind of acknowledged it a little bit so far, 
we're a privileged few, okay? Bless, and I ain't I, a privilege. We're blessed, man. It's a blessing. Well, well, yes, we, we are definitely blessed. I agree. But, I mean, if we're going to be technical, we are a privileged few in that we have each other, right? right? And we also have certain support systems that have given us the ability to have a certain degree of security within ourselves, right? But the types of men that I'm talking, that we're talking about right now, and that appeal to this kind of, this kind of rhetoric, which is a lot. Yeah. They don't have that, right? Just like, again, going back to the loneliness epidemic, yeah. those men don't have what we have. We have the ability to, we're all here, right? Because we all are able to connect and, and converse with each other to be able to create and organize things like this. So we but, can't come forward then. We can't do that. We can't call them our peers. Or our well, we, they're not, okay. No, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely see where you're going with that. They're our cohort in that they, we are of the same time period. Mm -hmm. We all were born around the same time and we all came up under the same social, political, cultural experiences. Yeah. But not to say that we're going through the same thing. That's why I'm acknowledging the privilege part, because we didn't all go through the same thing, which is mm -hmm. very true. I agree with you on that. But I'm saying we are privileged here to be able to say that. But mm -hmm. I want to acknowledge and address majority of us, of our cohort, are not us, especially if we're going to talk about those that are our color, right? Mm -hmm. They're not us. We have this. Most of them do not. There's no coincidence that million, millions of, of followers, millions of viewers, they're not. Where are they coming from? It's not women. Women aren't watching that. It's not older men because older men are doing other shit. They're building their own platforms. They're also exploiting us, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not the people that are giving people like him and these other figures in the manosphere that are propping them up is us. Mm -hmm. We're doing that because we are looking for that guidance because we don't have these connections we don't have this privilege where i can just pick up and call on someone i can rely on we don't have connection again the the loneliness epidemic the the data is there as i, I was sharing earlier they majority of our cohort don't have those connections right 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 right, right. just in, a, in an empirical sense right so yeah uh, i'm sorry Lai, i feel like you want to say something go ahead it's just so we don't, you know, loop over what we're saying. So, yes, and definitely we have people in our cohort who are less fortunate, who have less opportunities than we do. Not, you know, most likely don't have a father. You know I mean? Somebody they cannot call or any male figures or role models that are positive in their life that they can actually see and touch. So then the question definitely becomes, what then, right? And that's just what I'm thinking of, right? Just to simplify everything, right, for the sake of time. What then? Right. Well, when you say what then, what what are you asking? Right. So what, do you mean by that? what then if we create this hypothetical avatar of somebody in our cohort, 22, handsome, right? But it's coming from a one parent household, right? Most likely raised by their mother, right? Every, every male figure that they've had in their lives have abused them perhaps or something negative. They just had overall negative experiences with them, right? To where they don't have anybody to look up to and they see somebody on the internet, right? 
like Monson Cedric said, somebody that's exploitive, that exploit their problems or their issues and say, yo, come follow me. I'll tell you what to do. And at the end of the day, then they turn into said abuser and they turn into said person that they didn't want to be without knowing it because they're like, this is this, this is who this person said I need to be so I can become the person I need to be. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, and in my mind, what immediately I thought about was, well, we should be the change that we want to see as far as, and this is, this is, this is what I think this is like an issue, right? We're like, okay, bet, you know, so how about we start making videos about what, what would uh, uh, somebody should be, right? And how they can be positive, right? Because we're all great people in this, you know what I mean? In this call, you know, we all got our own issues and all of that. So why don't we just make videos about how somebody could be better? But then it loops back into the cycle of, yes, we have great intentions. Yes, we're definitely different. But then it comes back to that video cycle of come to me for the answers, right? Mm-hmm. So I think a good place to start is, again, back to that knowledge of self, you know, acknowledging what you need right now, you know, where you are, who you are, what you're going to receive. Because even if we don't have opportunities, we all have the moment to breathe and say, where am I at in life right now? Does that make sense? Bro, so at our baccalaureate service last year, you just made me think about something. You, You said individuals are always going to be looking for someone to come to for, for just anything, even if you said we were to make videos about whatever, right? And I want y'all's opinion on this. At our baccalaureate service, you remember we had somebody that graduated from Morehouse 25 years ago, and then we had somebody that graduated 50 years ago, and that was Dean Darden on that Saturday before graduation. The, the guy that graduated 25 years ago, uh, African brother, I forget his name, but he looked at me and two or three other people, and he said, if you take care of your family and your children, you don't got to worry about what he's doing. If you do your job and take care of your family and your children, you don't got to worry about what he's doing. So, and, and how we talk about making videos, like that, that would be cool. But sometimes, bro, all we got to do is actually be a living example. And the attention is going to come towards you. So, for example, do, do you have a, um, and I'm not trying to, you know, make anybody an idol, but let's just say some folks' favorite rappers, Kendrick or Cole, are they just making videos, laying things out about this is how you could be better? Or do you already have people that are going to idolize somebody anyway, looking for guidance that's going to figure out, how can I be more like him? Don't know nothing about them because they do a great job of being private, which I love, bro. Again, introverted. But you just got to be a living example and take care of your family. Like the be- Sometimes you try to save everybody, which is fine. I understand. Everybody has their role. But if you have a son or a daughter and you take care of your children and you do what you're supposed to do with your family, they continue that cycle with you and instill those values within. And then you got nations that's being built and better. And that's how you change things. It's not going to be quick. Because, you know, sometimes folks may think, all right, Black folks is doomed right now. <laughs> or the cohort is doomed. Folks may think that. So it's like, do the work that you're supposed to do as an individual and live your life, right? Because there's always going to be something to fight. And it'll stress you. But let me, let me, let me start. I, I want y'all's opinion on, on that. Because I know we talked about the baccalaureate so. I, dude, why, why do you like you wanted to say something? Nah, I, cause I, I, I could not, because Monster, Monster unmuted. Yeah. I'm oh, okay. <laughs> when Chase came through, is this a conversation we had? You remember? Uh, we had, we had a, a, a similar conversation, yeah, 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 yeah. but it, it was, it was pertaining to a different issue. Cool. All right, um, go ahead, Monster. But, yeah. Um, to Chase, uh, I mean, Chase was said, uh, the living example, so in Islam, right, and then in Christianity, and 
Judaism, the prophets are living examples, right? They're the kind of examples people are following. Mm. So, you know, whether it be Jesus or Prophet Muhammad, they are those perfect examples in the human sense. And they had followers, legit followers. Mm. And now their teachings are centuries old. And I feel like that's a great point of living in the example. Like, um, one of my mentors, he talks about his father who died when he was young, but, like, his father left such an impression on him. He became a great man because of who his father was. And I feel like the best example is living again. But I've gotten for the brothers in my community, my grandfather, my uncles, from you guys. And I feel like that is the best bet. And the best living examples are caught on camera. Malcolm never asked to be recorded. Martin never asked to be recorded. Marcus, Charlie Tism, like nobody asked me recorded, but they happen to be recorded because they were out doing their thing. So I do feel like if we're actively out doing our thing, we'll be recorded and be remembered and be an example, a good one, you know, God willing. So I definitely believe that that living example is that best example because it lasts the test of time. For sure. Uh, and I, I just, I, I, I want to push back a little bit on what you said, said in that I definitely agree with you and you as well, Monta, that there is something to be said about living that truth, right? You have to embody it for it to be. There's some, you have to absorb that to be that example so that other people can see what that's like. And also so that you can embody that in your own life. I agree 100% with that. But also, as I think both of you have acknowledged, in order for that to happen, you do have to have examples set, right? There have to be people who are those, as I'm deeming them, thought leaders in this case, who set that example, who demonstrate so that you have a point of reference, right? Just like Monsa just acknowledged in regards to biblical examples where you quite literally had people and they had disciples which were their followers it's not not to give anybody god status here but a lot of these thought leaders in this space are the same kind of people they are their own messiahs and their followers are their disciples right the reason that i feel like it's worth acknowledging and why i feel we have to push back on it is because if you're gonna be leading large groups of people, especially people that are my brethren, I want us to be led in the right direction for something that's going to benefit us. So going with that, I agree with you. Yes, you do have to have you do have to embody that. But how do you know what you should be embodying if you don't have that proper point of reference? If you don't have someone who's expressing that kind of masculinity who's expressing that there are different ways to do it you have to have that and that's why you see people in our peer group are going to people like steven crowder they're going to people like andrew tate they're going to people like sneeko they're going to people like hafiz they're going to these people because they believe that they are the embodiment and they are the example and they express for them what they feel like they can express matter of fact let i cannot let me real quick i just want to give you a quote as well from um this from the university of chicago lab high school um she's a parent dr elizabeth keith she's a psychiatrist this is a quote she says 
uh, they, as in our co cohort, they're viewing a negative emotion as a problem that needs to be solved. And so they're immediately making it an intellectual question rather than an emotional piece of information. And I feel like what she's saying right there and is so real is a lot of us, maybe not us here specifically, but a lot of us have this feeling, a lot of feelings of resentment, of hatred, of disdain, of disillusionment, because we're not being allowed to just be us. We're not being allowed to be the different versions of ourselves that we are that are still man. And then you have these thought leaders who are telling you, this is the one cookie cutter cutout of how you do the man thing. And then we get into all these intellectual debates about, well, this is man, this is man, that is man. When, as she just said, it's not an intellectual question. It's a matter of you feel a certain way and you should just feel that. If you feel like, and this is where I'm agreeing with what you said earlier, that you do have to internalize and embody some of the better things. If you feel like you don't like something, that's okay. The problem that I'm taking with those people in the manosphere is they're telling you that's not okay. They're saying, don't feel that, don't express it, just go punch somebody or go throw an ax, go cut down a tree, go tell a bitch to sit down. That's what's going to make you feel better instead of just saying, hey, I'm upset that I'm not making the money that I would like to. I'm upset that I feel like when I step into a workplace, I'm enemy number one because I'm just male, right? I'm upset because I can't comfortably go down the street without feeling like someone's going to look at me as a threat. I'm upset because I feel like I can't trust uh, law uh, law enforcement officers who are supposed to protect me, but they might be the ones going against me. Mm -hmm. It's okay to feel those things. Mm. The, the issues themselves are not okay, and those should be debated. But it's okay to feel that way. You need to express that and let it be, but also have the freedom to express that. And that's where that's where I feel like now and has been going on for some time, this issue is devolving where now you're seeing, I think it was you said that acknowledged it earlier, where you're seeing these killings, right? People are just going out and doing crazy stuff and taking people out for no one knows what reason. There is all this anger. There's all this depression. There's all this anxiety, so on and so forth, because you can't just feel when you need to just feel. Right. So um, I, I, I want to move on to the next topic. But before I want to close with this, um, in regards to just feeling, um, Cedric, you had a line um, and a song that we did together that will uh, be out September 4th. Be on the lookout for that. Uh -oh. um, and the in, in it, you said uh, in your verse, the world's telling me as a man, it's OK to feel um what when you said that what did you mean hey what's that next line uh and then after that you said i'm feeling like the greatest this is how the greatest feels i'm feeling like the greatest this is how the greatest feels that's what i meant by it so the the world 
which is cool. I wasn't taking the issue. Of course, you know, people, uh, I guess, is, is movements or so to where with, with masculinity or being men, people just want to tell you it's okay to feel, which is needed, right? That's good. I was popping my stuff. I let them know, you know, <laughs> the world is telling me as a man, it's okay to feel. And I kind of think it's self-explanatory. I'm feeling like the greatest. This is how the greatest feels like that. That's just, that's how I feel, man. That's how I walk around and I pursue everything that I do. And that wasn't meant to be like some, uh, you know, whether it's political or whatever, it's like, I was just popping my stuff, bro, in a very arrogant way, which I stand on. I, I, <laughs> and I, I just, I just felt like it, it was worth acknowledging because appreciate you, you remembering that, bro. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I, I just thought it was it was relevant too because you did include that, right? Of course, you could have written that verse and those lines however you wanted to, right? Yeah. But you you chose to include that part, and I think it's very relevant to how we're viewing the situation we're in right now, right? The fact that you included it, it it means something, and and really the song as a whole, yeah. uh, without giving too much away, because again, se September fourth, but you know the song as a whole that kind of is the essence behind it when when i was writing it uh, even in the hook what i'm basically saying there is there's a there are a lot of influences there are a lot of things telling you that you have to move and do this and that and other when you need to just take solace in who you are and what you've done and you need to take a moment and just breathe and accept that you are the man that you are and be yeah. good with that i have a thought on that but with Lottie, i feel like you want to say something for a second am i wrong I think Thanks. so. Go ahead. So, yes. So, appreciate you. So, yeah, what I wanted to say, man, upon closing, just real quick as well, from what Cedric had to say, man, just so we can move forward, um, is that what I notice about the manosphere is that usually it's like a, a, a self-confidence or something, something, something at the expense of somebody else. You know what I mean? So, like what Chase has said, man, for the specific point of telling a bitch to sit down, right? You know, I'm exuding my dominance or my confidence over you. Right. But true self-confidence doesn't need to be explained, doesn't need to be expressed. And at the same time, again, it is not at the expense of somebody. Right. So I think that is a very hefty point that should be made and very made a very explicit, bolded, underlined true confidence and true self-knowledge is not at the expense of anybody, especially not your damn self, but especially not the world around you. So I want to make that note very clear real quick. Yeah, um, real quick. That, that bookends everything. It's the Steven guy. That's what he was doing. And he embodies all of those Joker X people that look at the little guy in quotes, whatever, you know. Because the wife's pregnant. She's, you know, she's very passive in a sense. So he's like, I'm insecure. He talked to any of us like that. Blink. Yeah. Right? But he's taking someone that he deems he can assert himself over. And a lot of his followers a lot of these brothers, they looking for power because they might have lacked power. Like on criminal, you know, on criminal minds, how they have that psychological profile. A lot of the yeah. psychological profile of these people, man, you know what I'm saying? They're looking to assert dominance over someone because they lack that. Maybe they were bullied, maybe, you know, stuff like that. So they're like, well, I'm looking for someone now, right? But it's a vicious cycle. Um, and that's why you need people to talk to, right? Not, not even a therapist, just someone to explain that. Uh, but that does book and everything, right? You should never lash out on people and try to put your stuff on people because you can like i said it called slipping on the ring camera 
right? Yeah. And I'm yeah. glad he got caught slipping because you need to be exposed. People should never treat people like that. It's uh, it's irreprehensible. Of course. Um, and real quick, uh, let me just clarify. Y'all said uh, 11:50, right? Right, 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 right. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, said, go ahead. I'm gonna let you get your thought in, and then no, let's go, let's go to the next point because I know you okay. guys. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I want to get it in. I want to respect your time, but I also want to make sure we get everything. Yeah. Um. Okay. Supposedly, and there isn't enough information and stats to, to to support this yet. But the projections are being made that our generation is uh. Okay, well, I have to say this very specifically. This specifically, you have to say this. Our generation at this point in our lives, right? So coming into young adulthood, you know, early to mid-20s, are having the least amount of sex of any other generation at this point in time in their lives. Okay. Now, that whether or not that is actual factual cannot be um significantly determined because there has to be more longitudinal research done right because we're just now coming into adulthood right so this is something that we'll have to track out over the next 10 years or so but as of right now from data that's being parsed that's what some of the projections are being said to be the case every you know every 30 years or so the the attitude on sexual behavior kind of switches and it becomes more progressive then it becomes more conservative then it becomes more progressive and obviously right now we live in a very progressive time uh, when it comes to uh the attitudes on sexual behavior um and it's just one of those things but again it's it's up in the air right the data is not significant but what is being shown is that a great majority 60 to 65 percent of gen z males as they were surveyed stated that they did not have sex within that year at all not even once um and then overall for uh gen z so we're talking men and women um it was stated that i think it was around 53 percent had not had sex with a partner, right? So not having uh, that interaction, that union, that level of intimacy, right? I don't know if it's our mental health is declining, so people are less interested in sex, or because there's less sex happening, our mental health is declining. It could go either way. So that's part of it. I, I, I question if there's a connection between men's feelings of disillusionment when it comes to their ability to provide and be sexually viable in that you know you have to have a certain level of financial security and feel like you can provide for a woman to then be able to have confidence enough to step out there and do that i question if that has something to do with it so um firstly yeah. let's just start with yeah with the sexlessness as, as we'll call it okay. um what are your general thoughts on that? And and just real brief, because I want to throw some data points at you real quick before and, we close out. And honestly, this is as a three-prong question. I would have definitely loved to just take it one step at a time as well, because it can get a little overdrawn. Yeah, so, it can. It can. Yeah, but so it's we'll 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 make time. We'll come back to the discussion. Don't worry. Okay. Cool. Um, because <laughs> I'm uh just 
for context too, I'm gonna do a whole episode on this as well. Um, kind of, this episode kind of is a preview for season two because a lot of what we're discussing, I'm gonna have individual episodes coming for. So um, if you like, uh, you can join me on that conversation for that episode and we can Man, dive okay. deeper into it. Yeah, bro, I love, love that. And y'all are goofballs, by the way. But yeah, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> y'all are goofballs, man. Oh, my God. Hey, listen, this, this is a serious <laughs> thing. Y'all are funny. All right, so we got obviously have a colorful cast of characters on this call today, man. Everybody has their own reasons and things like that. So, I mean, one thing, and I can't really remember the everything about the first question. I was just giving you some of the theoretical reasons for it got you yeah uh so one thing i'll say foundationally just so i don't lose my train of thought is niggas need to practice you know you niggas need to practice bro you need a routine and a practice whether that be religious spiritual practice man something to take care of yourself bro i indefinitely wouldn't go as far to say in my own opinion bro that um your sex the amount of sex that you're having is going to um, affect your mental health or vice versa bro because if you're already having sex and all that type of stuff man cool but if you're not having sex and you got great mental health then how do you calculate that right you know if you're waiting until yeah. marriage you know you have great mental health that's most likely because you have a practice you have a purpose in life that is absent and is how you say uh independent of sex right right you know just being able to talk to a shorty or have that type of social connection for me right. fulfills even better than sex right so that's just a talking point that i wanted to express very clearly as well that there's some people that are actually waiting and withholding that celibacy and i'm sure have beautiful mental health and when their mental health goes to shit they're not like damn i need to go have more sex like nah i need to go back on my practice where am i not at what have i stopped doing that has that you know what i mean that fueled me in life right there so there's that and I, i'm sorry real quick i just wanted yeah. to interject For um sure. Not that there is causation in that, you know, more or less sex equates to better or worse mental health, but there is scientifically proven a correlation between sexual activity and mental health, being that uh, in general, the more sex a person has, the better their overall mental condition and mental state is. So not saying that one thing causes the other but there is a correlation between those two things okay and thank you for saying scientifically proven you know indefinitely we would have to look at who they were talking to what they were talking about you far you know what i mean like there's definitely more information and more context that would be required for that to be fulfilled within this conversation you know in a how you say a coherent way to be like okay bet you know because again religious practices there's a lot of things that can go into that as far as preferences etc cetera, etc cetera, right but the point that I indefinitely want to make on this is that people need to practice. People need to practice, man. Some people don't want to have sex. Some people cannot get sex, man. And after that, then what? You know what I'm saying? So that's what I want to say. Data aside, find your practice, man. What y'all got to say? What was the question again? no there was no question i i was i i was presenting the actual topic and then i was just giving you some general theories about why it might be i haven't asked a question yet though no, okay I, i'm yeah. just i just want your general thoughts on yeah. that that topic as a whole for sure so like you had mentioned earlier you said who's tracking this stuff right even yeah. with surveys think about it I, I think you said 60 to 65 percent or something you don't think folks lie on surveys? Sure. Like, 
No, I'm saying especially oh, when I had so much sex. Some folks look. Some folks <laughs> say that they got that from yeah. the, the doctor's office or something, right? People go to the doctor's right. office, and the doctor asks, "All right, are you having sex?" And somebody has a mom or grandma right there. You think they're finna tell the truth? Right, right. Like, yeah. So I, I, I don't know about the statistics. And taking sex isn't even the main thing. Some dudes just need to learn how to talk to girls. Bro said they try. Oh my gosh. Yeah, some dudes need to learn how to talk to girls. And something my grandmother tells me is said, you gotta have different women in your life for different purposes. And that's not absolutely that's not absolutely. always romantic and sexual. Like I said, I got my sisters in Christ that have no issues at all checking me. Said, get your stuff together. Said you ain't came to church with us in a minute. Said the way yeah. you think about this is wrong. And man, shoot, I was being at Morehouse for four years. Tell me a Spelmanite or a woman from Clark has not told you anything to try to check you in any way, shape, or form. Oh, 100%. Not especially when it didn't pertain to them. Exactly. I, you in my conversation trying to change my mind. So, yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, hey, he reminiscing. But no, nah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like it's important to have different women in your life that could be, even if it's not friends, just individuals that you talk to. And the more women that you're around, the more comfortable you are being around them. So the whole thing about sex, all right, that's a that's a whole nother topic. I feel like dudes just need to know how to talk to women. And Absolutely. you mentioned in the, the last subject, and I'm a, I'm a, I know Monta has to say something as well, and we got five minutes, so I'll be brief. Like folks who go to these thought leaders, I'm not even calling folks thought leaders. That's not in me to even call nobody that. You know, those individuals that you mentioned, and they'll go and listen to them and try to base how they deal with women off of that rather than just, hey, how you doing? Having a conversation with a woman. You're going to be rejected. Like, that's, that's, that's normal. But, man, be around different types of women. Have conversations. Have the women that, you know, you're spiritually in tune with, as, you know, your sisters in Christ or whatever religion it may be, your sisters. You know, have the friend girls. Have your Spelman sister. I send my Spelman my sister my music before it drops all the time and get her opinion on it. You got to have different women in your lives for different purposes. And don't approach every woman thinking that, oh, I want something out of you. No, man, just be present. That's the thing. Mm. Brother Monty, you got anything to say? I don't want to, I'm not trying to hog the conversation. I know it does. I know yeah. it does. <laughs> There's a lot of wisdom in that beard, I guarantee. I'm dead, man. No, man, she made good points. A lot of made good points. Um, yeah, I mean, studies are studies. Um, the studies have to account for, I actually read a study and I did research. Um, it says that your mental health decreases if you have multiple sexual partners. Um, and the increase in mental health most likely is in one relationship. So it's the it's the it's the how many times you have sex with your one partner. But if you you smash and dash and X Y to the sky, it's not good for you. Um, I know I know homies that was in the game too long and they just like bruh, you know, like like both men and women they in the game too long, then they ready to settle down, right? That's the whole co romantic comedy plot is that, that you was out there doing everything, and I was like. Yeah, where's Mr. Where's Miss Right? You know, and you know, also you gotta factor in all these other aspects, like a lot of say religion and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, um, I mean, yeah, anything in your pleasure centers is gonna be a good and a bad thing. But I feel like Walati said you gotta find purpose and stuff like that, right? So, so me, I'm you know, I'm I'm waiting. Exhale, I guess. I don't know. But but I am waiting for that. Uh -huh. I swore an oath. Swore an oath. So for me, um, you know, I have other things to do. And realizing that sex has its place, but you live in a society that tries to sell you at every 30 seconds. 
in any way, shape, or form. And so you have this thing where sex is really less important than it used to be. I mean, it used to be like, oh, shit, you had sex? Where? Like, you then you lying to you lying to people? Like, you, yeah. where, you, where are you having? Simba had a great joke. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I feel like uh, studies are studies, but it really comes down to what are your values and how do you balance out everything, right? Um, and I feel like everything should be cherished according to what you do. So for me, like, sex is important. Even the energy of someone is important. Uh, and I haven't um, I haven't found anybody yet. I'm not rushing to do it. And I also feel like you could do anything pleasure center in regards to mental health that may not be good for you. Um, you can't, uh, I forget what the, it's called in your brain or whatever, but the the, the stuff, I don't know. What, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything that dopamine related is going to you know, help you out, but you got to be careful with that. Because we see that people react very negatively in withdrawals of that that dopamine, especially when it comes to sex. So be careful, protect your neck, protect yourself. Um, and uh, if you if you if it's it's better to choose no a couple of times to get a good yes and mm. say yes all the time, and then you don't know what a good no is. Mm. Um, and I'll close out with this: uh, if you worship man, they will always fail you. You worship God, you always know what to do. Mm. Yeah, and of course, out of outside of a religious and spiritual context for our people out there, you know, just that mm, was loud. So I definitely do understand that. But indefinitely, we're all very flawed. So idolization of anything realistically that you can see, feel, touch, hear, smell, taste is not a very good idea, essentially. Yeah. I personally... Um, my personal opinion, I don't really think that if that this is even a true issue, I don't think it's a problem, number one. Um, and then secondly, I think there are so many different factors that could go into that, some of which I listed for you before, uh, you know, possible variables. But I think, yeah, you know, as, as you all pointed out, there has been that that uh, sacredness of sex if that even is a thing anymore it's not really presented um it's not really special it's something that's constantly being advertised and pushed forward um that's something we've seen our whole lives um and you know again there are so many other things to focus on right we're worried about other things too i feel like in a way that previous generations weren't necessarily um a lot of the things that we spoke about here today um that's what we talked about you know what i mean we we talked about people we have to deal with a fucking actual loneliness epidemic we got to deal with that you know we have to deal with people leading us in each and every direction that's not always you know the most honest thing you know we have to deal with different kinds of biases and hatred and and liberation and now you got a liberation of, you know, different communities. And, and these are things that we're dealing with, right? That we have to, to shoulder. And so that's just, I, I think that our priorities could be a little different too. You don't have to put so much emphasis on sex because that, that kind of physical intimacy, uh, just not top priority. And again, we have alternatives now. 
you know, not saying that the alternatives will ever replace the real thing, but you can source a lot of different kinds of intimacy in other ways now too. So they're they're just options, right? So they're, they're, I think I think there's just a, a um a lot of factors that go into it, but I think it also encompasses all of the the issues that we did discuss today. But gentlemen, um, I thank you for being present. Uh, I thank you for engaging with this conversation and also just for everything that you have done up until this point. Um, yeah. All of the love, all of the support, um, especially you, Mansa, for uh, holding down the ship and taking up the reins. Um, you know, it's not every day that somebody throws you the keys to the Bentley and says, hey, I need you to take this across the country, you know? Um, and so. Damn, I was uh, there too. Uh, yeah, yes, yes. It's not yeah. about you, Walani. This wasn't a you, why did, why, why did Why you dip in like that? Like, do we? I was doing individual appreciations relax <laughs> but, but um but seriously I, I i greatly um appreciate all that you have done absolutely man no nah, man it's been a pleasure good to see all of y'all um i know we're gonna kick everything off i know everybody's got this stuff going this year um i'm pushing on my stuff i will let you guys know um more uh in these upcoming uh weeks months or whatever but we're gonna get together man uh i got a next big thing coming up man so uh let's get it all started yo all our companies yo let's really get this together yo this is the four horsemen yeah jump man yeah let's go hell yeah absolutely like this has been another episode of menstruction the place where the men of today build the structures for the men of tomorrow chase thank you for having us as always our brother and cedric monza beautiful people thank you for the lovely conversation discussion and to you the listener thank you for listening thank you this has been a, another episode of instruction uh as a matter of fact the finale of season one whoopty whoop whoop whoopity whoop um and i am so glad to be joined by some of the the best the best men of our cohort for the day um joined here by Wuladi Ali, a.k.a. your friendly neighborhood Aquaman. On to last name, mind your business. <laughs> hey, beautiful. And it, it has been wonderful. The sky's the limit. We will see all of y'all in season two. I love each and every one of you. Peace.